Hello! Thank you for being here and thank you for choosing to be present. I'm your host, Angie, and this is episode 6 of the Mellow Magnifying Glass podcast. We all have experiences that make this life feel difficult, and we all have intentions to mellow out and enjoy life. So, with that being said, in this episode, we are going to be jumping into metaphors and we'll be covering some common metaphors a few metaphors that i found interesting as well as magnifying their hidden messages so look out for that magnifying sound in the pod so that you know what is important to look out So, without further ado, let's get mellow. So, metaphors. A metaphor is a figure of speech, as we learned in grade school. I found a definition for metaphor on Google that read, a figure of speech in which a thing regarded as representative or symbolic of something else, especially something abstract. So just to dissect that a little bit, in which a thing regarded as representative or symbolic of something else. So the sentence may appear and be read saying something particular, although it has a completely different meaning or deeper meaning or an opposite meaning. The last few words says especially something abstract. So usually metaphors are used to describe something that is quite abstract. So you know what else is abstract? Life. Life is very, very abstract. So metaphors are a great way of decoding uh, what other people say and decoding the things around you and the things that you interpret. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. (coughs) I have seven common metaphors written down that resonated with me and I thought would be interesting for my listeners to hear and better understand. So, the first one being, that is music to my ears. This metaphor is really great when it's used in conversation, when you're referring to something that is like spot on, something that is just right. And a perfect example of that would be, my love knows when I'm having a stressful day or if I'm having a difficult day that I'd like to have a bath or go to the jacuzzi. So in a, so in a conversation that we would have, he would come up to me and say, Hey, Mama, I noticed you've been having a difficult day. Would you like to de-stress at the jacuzzi, have some family time? And my response could be that is music to my ears which is the metaphor meaning that 
that what he suggested sound what he suggested sounded perfect for how I was feeling and making me feel better and improving how I felt. That's an example of how the metaphor is used in like a daily conversation with you know spouses but this metaphor can be used in many different ways like at Starbucks if you're searching for a new drink and you ask the barista to suggest one and maybe it is music to your ears or it's you know TV stars very common to hear that is music to my ears and that's why I brought up this metaphor. The second one that I have written down is love is a fine wine and if you know anything about wine and I don't know very much about wine and not very much of alcohol drinker but I do enjoy drinking wine and I do know that it takes a very very long time to make wine and it's made with grapes that are, you know, smushed and fermented and they sit for a very long time. And what's most important with fine wine is time and patience. And if you know when you think about love of course you think about all the great things that come with it like having a partner having someone to do things with and share life with and all the positives that go with that but you also have to think about the time and the patience that you've got to put into this relationship and this person it's so important to make time excuse me it's so important to make time for your relationship and make time for your partner and also to be patient with your partner and to be patient with your relationship not everything is going to shape up super quick and your partner ain't going to shape up super quick because when you meet someone The biggest realization that you should be making is that they have a lot of undoing to do. And if you're not willing to respect them and love them and be patient with them through that and give them the time and space to do that, then that's like not the relationship or the person that you should be with or be in. You know what I mean? So like, and you think about the wine critics that are all like, studio about with the wines that they're drinking and they're like shaking it and they're tasting it and sipping it doing all that crazy stuff with it and stuff like they take time and they know like okay this wine went through an incredible process to get to its perfect stage and love is an eternity of time and patience that you're putting into 
a person so I just really love this <laughs> metaphor of love is a fine wine number three is heart of a lion this one immediately makes me think of the Care Bear Braveheart Lion. That's the one that I had when I was a kid. My grandma had it um, at her house and I finally like was able to take it home. I remember it was like a big deal. And the metaphor Heart of a Lion is really just embracing the fact that someone may be incredibly brave and willing to put themselves out there and you know this could be someone that like does out-of-pocket stuff and it's like all the things that you would never do but you're like oh my god that would be so much fun but I could never you know what I mean like that's that's like when this metaphor comes into play very well I just want to emphasize that everybody has the heart of a lion everyone has overcome obstacles that when that obstacle arose the initial instinct and feeling was there's no way I'm getting past this so I just want to emphasize that everyone all of you have the heart of a lion and you our brave heart lion care bear just like me did you know that I have a care bear heart tattooed on my butt you know where they have that little heart on their butt fun fact <laughs> number four is am I talking to a brick wall now this one is funny and this one is used often at least I've heard it a lot so like this you know comes into play when you're like when you're being disciplined or you may be talking to like your significant other and they're just not getting it or you know this could be really happen in almost any situation school work home all the places for real so like when you say am I talking to a brick wall you're like referring to the other person like not getting anything what you're saying like they're not hearing you they're not receiving anything you're saying they're not understanding they basically don't care and they're showing it and it's like you're talking to nothing you're talking to a brick wall and basically like if you were to look you know if you were to really like talk to a brick wall you would look bad shit and so like that's how one feels when you're like having a conversation with someone and the other person's like looking at you like I'm not getting it and it's like I'm also like not caring and it's like rude you know what I mean like you feel psychotic because you're like am I talking to a brick wall like is the bitch crazy is the bitch crazy is it you know what I mean like you tripping in the middle of that conversation you know what I mean and that's why you bring up that's like when the metaphor of am I talking to a brick wall is <laughs> excuse me in full effect number five is she has a heart of stone so this metaphor is referring to one's heart and like 
how open one is is how I receive this metaphor. A heart of stone, like when you think of like a heart that's open, it's like flowing, there's like, there's light and there's flow and joy and stuff and then when you think of a stone it's like solid and like a solid color, it's probably like dark, or brown, or like black, or gray. And like not that those colors are bad, I'm just saying like these are like these are low tone colors that have significance to feelings and like so when the metaphor is used like she has a heart of stone, it's referring to like maybe the openness of someone's heart and like if you're saying that someone has a heart of stone, you could be saying like damn like they're really tough you know, they've got a really tough like outer shell. You know, like, that you really gotta, like, break through those feelings and those barriers and the boundaries and the walls that are set up. You know what I mean? Like, an example of this is, like, you know, working to get to know a female before you, you jump into a relationship and that female, you know, isn't letting you sleep with them right away or, you know, has values in different ways in regards to like moving in how much you guys are going on dates and <clears throat> excuse me stuff like that I've never really experienced that whole crazy um, dating era as like a adult I'm happily with my soulmate and I have no further searching to do so those of you who participate and dating and getting to know people using the metaphor she has a heart of stone this could be used for a man as well like she has a heart of stone as well like a lot of men have um very very thick heart walls and so do women and so this is like what that metaphor is referring to and if this metaphor pops into your head when you're getting to know someone, I just want to encourage you. <laughs> I just want to remind you of that other metaphor that I mentioned earlier. Love is a fine wine. You just got to give it time and patience. And, you know, you got to give this person the time of day and also be patient with them. You know what I'm saying? That's very, very important. <laughs> so, yeah. Six is... Fear is a beast that feeds on attention. And if you did not see any of the harmony of fear and trust with my beautiful guest, VG, I'm telling you, this metaphor is literally outlined in those three episodes deep, deeply. But I'm gonna just give you a little a little sneaky peeky. So just to repeat it, fear is a beast that feeds on attention. So fear, you know, being this feeling that we have very often, especially when things come up that we're like not aware of, that we weren't expecting, that have they seem impossible obstacles those type of things like that's when fear comes up and it's saying that fear is a beast that feeds on attention so like when you give
fear or tension when you sit with the fear and you sit with it you know what we dive into in the harmony of trust and fear especially in episode one when we dive into fear we're talking about how it's important to sit with your fear and give it some attention in this metaphor it's saying that it's a fear is a beast that feeds on attention so to circle you know all of that together it's important to <clears throat> excuse me give fear the right amount of attention but not too much attention because when you give it too much attention that's when it becomes over overbearing and more powerful than your trusting um thoughts and your trusting feeling so when fear arises you do want to give it intention you do want to sit with it for a little while and what's most important to find and look for when you're sitting with your fear is why it's there if it's relevant if your life is in danger and you know if it's if it's if it's appropriate to react and be fearful and you know act in that way so with that being said that's solely the amount of time that you have to sit with fear that's the amount of attention that you want to sit with fear you don't want to sit with it too far where you're like you know that's when you're getting into the overthinking stage and you're like thinking too much about the fears like oh all what if this happens to me and this happens to me and this happens to me or this and you get into the all the unknowns and that's where it gets really scary and uncomfortable and that's when it you know fear becomes the beast and that's that's you know that's what's happening in this in this metaphor the fear will become the beast if you do give it too much attention you do want to feed it a little bit so that you can understand and listen to it and hear what it needs from you and then counteract that with your trusting feelings that's the most important thing so it's absolutely doable we are you know we're very 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 powerful people very very powerful beings on this earth lastly number seven is life is a journey so a general description of journey is like a trip that you go on and it has details and there's you know there's turns and there's ups and downs and you back up and you go forward and you're doing all these things and then you hit a three point and then there's a fork in the road and then you're over here and then you're looking over there and then you're driving this way and that's what a journey is and let me tell you if that ain't what life feel like you better tell me what the hell you're doing because I don't know that's exactly what life feel like for me like it's all the way up there, over there, um, over there, down there, straight forward, backwards, sideways, diagonal. Are we going all the ways? Like, that's life. Buckle up. You know what I'm saying? 
Life is a journey. And it's a gift. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful journey that comes with incredible lessons that we get to learn and take on with us and share with other people and give to our children. And it's incredible. It's an incredible journey. You get a new experience. That's what you get on a journey. You get a new experience. Every single day that you have life, every single day is a new journey. And every single day, you get a new experience. It's incredible. Quick little rant there. Let's jump into the ones that I found interesting. The first one that I found interesting was, each friend represents a world in us. A nice name. Like, damn. Each friend represents a world in us. Like, I'm thinking of all my gals. Like, all my friends. Like, damn. It's really, like, it's real. For real. Especially, like, even just, like... No, you know what? It's, like, it. this is so true. I'm, I was trying to, like, compare it to not, like, a super close friend. But, like, you know, one of my love's friends who's not, like one of the he's like a homie but he's not like my best friend you know what i mean like not like my gals you know what i'm talking about so like he doesn't fit into like each friend represents a world in us like when i read that i think of six people period like y'all know who you are like for real so just like wow if you think about the friendships that you have ones that are near and dear to your heart and they've been like you know long lasting they know all about the knit and grit of your life and your baggage and all your shit those are the friends I'm talking about like them if you particularly look at that person, you're like, what do I even like about this person? Why am I friends with this person? And then you think of this metaphor. Each friend represents a world in us. Like, I'm sure you will see that person in a whole new, brand new, freaking beaming light. Like, I'm amazed by this metaphor. Like, it's incredible to see other, like, th my my beautiful friends in this, you know, new lens of just, like, that whole person is a whole world in themselves. And not only that, I love them because of everything about them and, like, everything that they everything that makes up their world I love them for that and it's incredible that like not only does not only do I love that about them but I realize now that I love that about them because it represents a part of me that's so incredible and I am so grateful for that for real the second one I have is exhaustion is a thin blanket 
tattered with bullet holes. Matthew de I'm probably going to butcher this last name. <coughs> Excuse me. Matthew A. Yeah. I can't. I don't. And I'm not. I don't want to. Google Trade. I don't want to do that right now. So to read that again, exhaustion is a thin blanket tattered with bullet holes. And if you truly picture a blanket that's just tattered with bullet holes, you know, I picture like bullet holes from corner to corner top to bottom, left to right, almost like a grid. Bullet hole, bullet hole, bullet hole, bullet hole, bullet hole. You know what I mean? Like like that. And if you like were to hold that blanket or if you were even like try to use that blanket or even like try to stand that blanket up, just like think of it. If you were to like try to stand that blanket up, there was like there's no way you could stand that blanket up because of how much tattered holes are in it and how much fabric has been lost and like how much it can't support itself you know what I mean and I love how it's being compared to exhaustion because that's like exactly what exhaustion feels like it feels like something's been ripped from you and you want to give everything you have but everything you have just isn't enough and you d barely can hold yourself up, but you damn near, like, feel like you're going to pass out. But you still out here, you know, doing the dishes, changing diapers, going to work, you know, taking your animals on walks, taking care of your home, all the things. Like, you're still doing all those things. And it feels impossible to do those things because you legit feel like a blanket with tattered bullet holes. You feel like a blanket tattered with bullet holes. Like, just weak and needing support. You know what I mean? Needing more of something. Needing energy or fabric. You know what I mean? The next one that I have is, it's actually a Bible verse, Isaiah 64, 8. But how, O oh Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are potter, and all of us are the work of your hand. We are all created in God's image, and we are created. We are all created by his hand. Whether you see, whether you refer to God as God or source or Allah or whatever your religion refers to, your all powerful source of being. 
and um, that maker is exactly what <laughs> it's exactly what he is he's our maker and in this verse in this metaphor it says we are the clay and you are potter all of us are the work of your hand and so when you think of someone who works in ceramics and makes mm, clay pottery you're sitting there spinning it could be for excuse me a few hours and you're working your hands for a minute like trying to get the figure right trying to get the form right and so that's like what it's referring to like we are all made perfect and God takes our time with us like we weren't just thought up in a few seconds you know what I mean like yeah sexy time maybe last that long but God spent so much time thinking out and, and knowing exactly what he has planned for you and what you're going to look like and and what your body's going to be like and how your body's going to take care of you in this lifetime and all those things like God takes his time and our source is incredible and has the power to create incredible things just like that the next one I have written down is time is a moving image of eternity later so this one I wrote down because it's just really interesting to me time is a moving image of eternity like I appreciate time I appreciate numbers and like I appreciate knowing like I've gotten something done in a certain amount of time that feels good so in this metaphor time is a moving image of eternity Eternity is something that we don't, something that we can't see, something that we can't even explain, really. It's infinite. And so, time, just like numbers, and just like everything else in the world, was made up. And so, Plato's simply saying, Time is the moving image of eternity. Time is what we have made up to imagine and begin to even comprehend or calculate the movement and the vastness and the infiniteness of eternity <clears throat> time is a visual thing that we get to see and measure it's a moving image that we get to watch the clock continue to tick you watch even on the clocks that just have the numbers it continues continues to change time 
to move forward, to go forward and stop when. And that's exactly what eternity is. It's no ending. It's unknown. It's infinite. And time is something that has been made so that we humans can slightly be able to measure that in some kind of way. So, yeah. It's... This metaphor is absolutely incredible and time is truly a gift because we get to measure things and you know sometimes we really have the ability to let go of time and that feels really good when we do the next one that I have written down is even if you're on the right track you'll get ran over if you just sit there Will Rogers. So shout out to Will Rogers because that's the truest shit I've ever heard. You could be on the right track. You could be doing everything right and doing all the things that you, you know, that fit right with your purpose and your plan and the plan that God may have for you and everything like that. But if you sit there and do nothing, if you stop your in your tracks and do nothing you will get ran over with like life and this like makes me think of like I had a grip of homework to do over spring break this last semester and I didn't do a single lick of it over spring break and then I had to push 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 now at the end of the semester and it's pretty exhausting (laughs) so um you know even though I may be on the right track to graduating and doing what I need to do to you know be a civilized human being on this earth with some kind of degree that makes me look decent as a person (laughs) um I decided to kick it and to stop in my tracks and I got ran over with assignments because I had to not only did I have to do the assignments I was missing during spring break but I also had to do everything going forward until now so yeah it's it's that's a life lesson right there from Will Rogers let me tell you again even if you're on the right track You'll get ran over if you just sit there. The last metaphor that I have written down is My life has a superb cast, but I can't figure out the plot. Ashley Brilliant. And girl, let me tell you, your last name is it's right on the money. And I don't really like, I don't usually... Like, I'm not very fond of many Ashleys that I've encountered. I feel like... Ashley, thank you so much for sharing this and putting this out into the world. This has to be so, so, so relatable to so many people, and including me. 
My life has a superb cast, but I can't figure out the plot. Like, girl. Like, girl, all these muff actors in my life, all these muff people playing a part, playing a part, sitting in here, trying to get me to press, trying to press my buttons, trying to get the old parts of me that I don't want anymore. Or how about the people that are, that are saying they, they're doing super good for me, but they're not doing it good for me. You know? How about the people that are like, they're out there in the world and they're doing really, they say they're doing really well for the world and they have all the good intentions, but the intentions are polar opposite. All those actors in my life, they superb. I mean, they, let me give out some awards. Let me give out some awards. How about best bullshitter? Best waste my timer? Best play with my emotions? You know, we got some good ones, you know what I mean? Best dress? Always on time? Never miss a text? And these are just like general, like, these are not just particular people in my life. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> these are like all the things that I'm assuming a lot of people also have in their lives <laughs> you know what I mean like oh, there's an incredible amount of people that we encounter excuse me there's an incredible amount of people that we encounter and each person it, that we encounter has a particular reason for being in our lives and for sharing what they shared with us or you know there's a reason why we encounter them so um and let me tell you, they are part of the cast. <laughs> okay? Um, and I love the the last part. Like, I just can't figure out the plot. Like, let me tell you, I can't figure out the plot. I was, I've been, I've been reading, trying to read between the lines and looking back, reading, reading back and reading back and reading back. And you know, maybe I shouldn't read back that much, but I've been, I was, and I did, and I'm here now. But like, oh my goodness, like, the plot. What's the plot? You know what I mean? I know it feels like that. I know life feels like that. Life feels like that. Like it's like going nowhere. Like what? What's the ending? Where are we going with this? How? What? What's the end game here? You know what I mean? Like, thank you, Ashley Brilliant, for like bringing this metaphor to my attention because it's completely opened my eyes to an absolutely new view of life, and I see life through a new lens. So thank you so much for putting this metaphor out there because yeah mm -mm. and let me tell you that's a really good one to end on <laughs> that's a wrap you guys thank you so much for being here thank you so much for tuning in whether you're tuning in via audio or via visual um please stay connected on the socials at mellow magnifying glass if you haven't yet please 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 give yourself a gift by listening to the harmony of fear and trust. DG and I go super, super deep into how both these feelings harmonize together and how they interfere with our lives individually. And so it's such an incredible segment to into so I just want to encourage you guys to go and listen to that uh, the last thing that I have to 
let you guys know is that I have an announcement for this month. I did mention before that I was going to be starting a, a starting a added segment called the Mellow Talks, which will be consisting of you know multiple guests that will be sharing their particular views on a particular topic that we may be talking about. So um, it's about to be lit gonna feature some super cool people from the homies to some pretty well-known people that um, have been out there in the world so I'm really excited to be dropping these episodes these episodes will be coming out Saturdays at 7 p.m. the first episode will be dropping May 27th at 7 there will be both an audio version and a visual version of the pod. So just know that the audio version will be shorter than the visual version. The audio version will be consisting of the juicy bits of the podcast segment and the visual version will probably consist of more giggles and things like that so just be aware of that in the future for that segment that's coming out i'm very excited to put it out and share these people with you and share their views Don't forget to tune in next Friday, 7 a.m. for episode 7. That's going to be with my love. Um, He is going to be my amazing special guest. And my love, if you don't know who that is, that is the incredible producing engineer. Anthony Kennedy, Noel Gimmicks, um, no Gimmicks, I say Noel Gimmicks, it's a funny thing, but, um, yeah, so, um, he makes incredible music, he's incredibly talented, um, I'm not just saying that for shits and giggles, I didn't listen to a lick of his music before I even dated him, and that's how you know, like, there's no nothing to do with the music he made or how talented he was. Like, you can't see his soul and you don't know him. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, tune in next week for us to dive in together and share our views together. I'm really excited for you guys to see that live action the last thing i will always leave you with is that life is a beautiful gift each day is a blank canvas that we get to fill with our experiences that we have that day so let's choose to paint that canvas with the beautiful experiences that we get to be 
can choose out of our day. I'm so happy and honored to help my listeners do that and to encourage you guys to do that because it truly does help. I love you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day and go get mellow.